Accrediting Excellence, the international authority for professional coaching and mentoring, proudly presents both sides of the coin. Have you or your clients ever struggled to get a job? With so many people facing redundancy at the moment, the need for coaches to have a tool bag filled with career coaching top tips is bigger than ever. Today we'll be finding out about CV best practice as well as some other vital need to know career coaching pointers. Welcome to Both Sides of the Coin, a podcast produced by the IAPC and M. We're a leading accreditation body and our aim is to increase public confidence and to raise industry standards by enforcing a rigorous accreditation process that ensures the quality of professional coaches and mentors. The podcast is aptly named both sides of the coin because we talk to both a coach or mentor and one of their clients to explore both sides of the coaching mentoring intervention, what works and what doesn't. As the proverb says, iron sharpens iron. Before we get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Jenny Butter, your host and an accredited senior coach, and I've been coaching for eight years, mainly in the area of career, transition and life coaching. Joining me today are Lynn Tulip and her client, Kerry Dobney. Lynn is based in Sussex in the UK, and she is a career development professional who enables her clients to get jobs and achieve career happiness. She's also the author of two highly successful books, Get That Job and Can't Get That Job. Kerry works in hospitality and she's currently seeking a new job, hence she asks for coaching from Lynn. Welcome both of you. Lynn, I'm going to start with you and then I'm going to flip over the coin and speak to Kerry. Lynn, please tell me about yourself. I've worked as a career consultant or career development professional for the last 25 years um, as a result of my own um, redundancy and looking at where else I could find work as an adult. Um, and so I went through my own training. I went to university, did a PG dip in adult guidance and assessment and carried on doing some psychological um, qualifications with the BPS, um, registered as a CIPD professional and with the Career Development um, Institute as well. And so you mentioned on choosing coaching niche because of your redundancy. What made you choose coaching? Um, it wasn't so much about the coaching. It was more about the fact that I was a young adult. Well, I was an old adult, actually. I was just in my early 30s with two young children. And I was at a loss about uh, where I could go next or what I could do. Uh, I hadn't had any uh, career <laughs> um, advice, I think, when I was at school. I think um, I've been very fortunate that my parents had let me you know, follow my own path. And I got married quite young and had children, but circumstances overtook me. And I say in my early 30s, it was like, oh, how am I going to support my children, pay my mortgage and, you know, have a a full time career? I sort of felt there was a gap in the market about uh, who worked with adults. So I did a lot of research and there was a course at Brighton University with, um, I say it was PG DIP for adult guidance and assessment. And that just fitted a huge niche for me and gave me the, the platform and the springboard to, to go forward. So who's your typical client? It varies all the time. I, I think, unfortunately, as we're going through this period of pandemic and COVID, most of my clients are redundant um, or sadly have, are in a career transition. Uh, some are actually a little bit lost and think, well, this is an opportunity to um, capitalise on the time I've had at home and to think about what I want to do next. 
And so when your clients contact you, what do you think are the most needed areas when it comes to job search? That's a great question. Um, I think it's uh, them understanding themselves, uh, understanding where their uh, interests and strengths lie, uh, recognising that the skills they've had throughout their career can be transferred, uh, understanding uh, a 2020 job search strategy is perhaps slightly different to the strategy they had when they were looking for a job previously. Getting their CV up to date, obviously, making sure that the CV isn't just a list of roles and responsibilities, but actually that it includes uh, success stories and that the metrics are there about what the results that they've actually had when um, they've been working and understanding as I say the 2020 job search strategy must include LinkedIn so making sure that that's uh, maximized it's an all-star profile and it's really optimized yeah perhaps networking um, would be included in that to, to make sure they can tap into the hidden job market as well and so the CV is so important in getting yourself a, a foot in the door. And there's lots of CV writing companies out there. When mm -hmm. it comes to CVs, what misconceptions are there, do you think, that people have? People forget all their successes when they're putting it down on paper and just think, oh, it's, I just need to write down everything I've done. So it tends to become a tombstone list. Um, and what... Well, a lot of applicants or candidates don't you know they've forgotten is that nowadays um, you know perhaps because it's such a competitive market the CV needs to be uh, applicant tracking system compliant so there needs to be keywords um, in the CV there needs to be good summaries about you know what um, the clients offering you know summary of the skills and expertise um, and, and, you know, really relevant information that can be transferred to a new employer. That's so useful, and thank you. So could you just give me a quick example? If somebody had on their CV, um, for example, just team leader for a sales team, how could you turn that around to make it more interesting to a future employee? I would invite the person who was the team leader to explain in greater detail how many people um, were in the team, what were the actions of the team, uh, what were they focused on, if it was project working, um, did they meet their targets, what difference did it make the fact that they led the team. So I would get them to prepare a story or stories around being a team leader and want those bulleted statements on the CV. That's great advice and feedback for us as coaches. Thank you. What's been the greatest challenge you face when working with a job seeking client? Uh, I think one of the challenges at the moment is that uh, it is a very competitive job market and it's, um, it, you know, one wants to be uh, coaching people to success and helping them to, to be the best and to present themselves in the best way. Uh, I think a lot of uh, people who've made redundant um, unexpectedly are very anxious to get going and they before they even come to see me even though they've made an appointment and they say oh you know I'll, I'll start in 10 days and I suggest that they let me have their CV and we'll you know have a review and then we'll start by the time we actually meet they've already fired off a load of <laughs> CVs 
and are bitterly disappointed when they don't hear anything back. Um, so my advice would be, you know, I find that very challenging. I, my advice would be that if somebody chooses to work with a coach, that they should wait um, and listen to the professional advice that that coach is going to give them before they actually um, <laughs> embark on the, the job search program. There's going to be a lot of coaches who currently have clients who are on furlough or been made redundant or worried for their jobs. What advice can you give them when coaching their participants at this time? Be patient. Um, I think uh, encourage uh, their clients to look at uh, additional learning. There are many resources out there offering free uh, courses where they can update their skills, you know, have concrete evidence of, of additional learning, which will add value to their CV. To explore the hidden job market, really use LinkedIn and networking to the best of, um, of their abilities. Thank you, Lynn. Welcome, Kerry, to both sides of the coin. Hi there. Please, can you tell me more about yourself, Kerry? Yeah, so I'm, um, I don't live too far away from Lynn. I live in Sussex as well. Um, and I have two teenage boys. I'm a single working mum. I am a front of house manager in a very busy, buzzing, independent cafe not too far away from me. Um, I work quite a lot of hours. I work um, on my feet all day. Um, I love the buzz of what I do. Um, I've got a great young team as well. We're very, very proud of the products that we have. Um, great service, good quality food. Thank you. And why did you want coaching? Um, I think I'd already, even before lockdown, I'd already, I was already considering um, my role. I mean, I've always worked in a customer-facing environment or dealing with customers. So my background before I had children was I'd worked in business travel, um, organizing people's business trips. Um, then when I had my children, you know, I'd always taken on lots of voluntary roles, did lots of organizing. And then I found myself in this role in hospitality, which I, you know, I've really, really enjoyed. I've made it a really good, strong role. Um, however, I just felt that I, I'm outgrowing the role there's because I'm working for an independent there isn't anywhere for me to progress to develop my skills um, and I decided that before lockdown so actually when lockdown came along for me it felt like it was a bit of a gift of time um, so that I could take the opportunity just to review where I was at what I was doing and how I could move forward excellent and so why did you choose Lynn to be your coach we were already friends on um, some social media and neither of us can quite remember how we actually came across each other. We think it was probably networking a couple of years ago. Um, we have lots of mutual friends. And I think what finally sealed it for me was I was looking at her LinkedIn. Um, I could see that she was very, very experienced. Um, I looked at her recommendations as well. I asked her to send me through some information. And when she sent me through information about what she did, uh, the different packages that she was offering, for me, it felt like she offered a really, really professional, personal service. And she was going to hold me accountable. What has been your experience of career coaching? 
Amazing, actually. Really, really good experience. I'm so, so pleased that I did it um, because actually it gave me the opportunity to review my strengths, to review my achievements, um, to have a look at what my attributes were, to review um, how transferable my skills were and the things that I'd achieved. And also just to take some time to be really proactive in terms of upgrading my CV, upgrading my LinkedIn. And if I hadn't had a coach holding me accountable, giving me homework, giving me a direction, to be honest, I probably would never have got around to doing it until I'd got that point where I wanted to send a CV or send my LinkedIn profile. So having done the work with Lynn over the last few months I feel like I'm ready you know if that job pops up for me I'm ready to go straight away um, and I feel that the CV that I would submit um, and my LinkedIn profile is much much upgraded so I feel it's, it, it's been invaluable for me. And in this process what do you think has been your greatest learning? Um, as Lynn mentioned, actually, the stories, um, I can remember Lynn looking at my CV and saying, well, this just sounds like a job description. Um, and actually, in hindsight, it did sound like a job description. Anybody could have written it. There was no part of my character in there. And there was no sense of what I'd actually achieved in roles and no concrete metrics. So that has been hugely valuable. Um, also, I did my Myers-Briggs with Lynn, which I've never done before. Um, doing that and also an exercise, identifying my strengths, my skills, um, both in terms of self-analysis and also asking friends, colleagues, family to complete that. It's given me a really good um a good sense of what I have to offer and it's given me confidence in the skills that I have to offer to somebody as well. Which is so important when jobs in, in certain sectors are so um, few and far between at the moment. Yeah and it's given me the confidence um, on LinkedIn. I've approached several people directly just in terms of talking around what I'm doing um, and people have been very very responsive to that so I'm very I'm very grateful for Lynn's direction and I, I also recognise the true value of LinkedIn now, which I probably didn't before. That's really wonderful. One final question for you, Kerry. Based on your coaching experience, what do other coaches need to know? Be professional. Have your, your own LinkedIn up to standard. You know, that is your selling point. Um, have the recommendations there, the people who've worked with you before. Um, so firstly, have the professional side, have everything ready and set to go. But also be supportive, help your client to see the bigger picture, hold them accountable um, and stay positive. It's not always an easy journey to take your client on but you can really support them and you're helping to bring out the best in them. Um, and that's just invaluable. Thank you so much, Lynn. And thank you so much, Kerry. If you would like coaching with Lynn, then she can be contacted at assessmentforpotential.com. 
We're confident that anybody who attains an international authority for professional coaching and mentoring accreditation will be among the very best that the profession has to offer. So if you're someone who's interested in having some coaching or mentoring and want to find an accredited coach, mentor or training provider, or if you're a professional who's interested in becoming accredited, then please go to our website, coach-accreditation.services. And finally, if there's a topic that you would like me to cover on future episodes of Both Sides of the Coin, then I would love to hear from you. My email, jenny.podcast at coach-accreditation.services. Bye for now.